Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that special time once again for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And it will be airing live momentarily. This is that place to ask those special questions about PCs, technologies, with your computer, iPhone, and those smart devices designed to work at home and in the office that's supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions tonight. And please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the Jaymore Connection, Inc., and the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Check us out more at jmor.com. Welcome to the Jaymore Tech Talk Show. We are currently on episode 40. And I've been talking with the production team, and I know you've all been asking us about changing the show. So I got some good news for you. First of all, in January, we will be changing our time. Uh, the day of our show looks like it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to. We're basically going to change it so it's not going to be Monday Night Football because I know a lot of people have uh, complained about it being Monday Night Football night. So we 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 understand that. Our show to Wednesday, Thursday. So our first show at the new time next year, 2017, will be January 4th or January 5th. We're trying to figure out whether it should be six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and it'll still be an hour. But we think definitely don't want to get in the way of Monday Night Football. Um, I know there's football on Thursday night, but it's not as pressing as Monday Night Football. Special shows go. Uh, Thanksgiving, the holidays, we are going to be doing a couple special shows in addition to our show for Thanksgiving. It'll probably be 30 minutes, and we're going to do another show uh, just around the holiday time, um, right before Christmas, right after Christmas, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things with technology, gadgets, and stuff like that. But again, it'll be 30 minutes, and the shows will uh, be able to take callers that can call us in live. Okay, so enough about what's happening with the Jay Moore Tech Talk show. Let's get right into tonight's show because we have a really good show. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the appearance and personalization of Windows 7. Now, I know what a lot of you are saying. Well, gee, John, you know, we're, we're in Windows, um, Windows 10. Well, we're going to talk about Windows 10. It's going to come up uh, probably next year. We'll get into it a little more. And the reason is, is that, you know, Windows 10 is uh, really starting to become very stable. However, Windows 7 is still very reliable, and a lot of programs by certain vendors are not yet currently being supported by Windows 10. Now, there's not a lot of them, but I'm talking about in the business arena. When we're talking about specialty applications, they're just not being developed for Windows 10 yet. I believe that's going to probably close out and be resolved somewhere between Q2 and Q3. Um, so we have... Beginning of October, uh, again, not push people to Windows 10, but explain to people that it does take anything to be uh, discontinued. And, and there are some challenges with Windows 10, but we'll, we'll, we'll go through those. The first I want to let you know before we get tonight's show is that if you have not gotten the free upgrade to Windows 10, um, you would need to buy it. However, what I want to tell you is that you can still get Windows 10 for free now, 
Um, and what that's what what do they mean with that is is you have to use something called assistive um, technology. And if you're using assistive technology, you are able to get uh, Microsoft Windows 10 for free. So um, again, it's not 100% gone. Uh, so providing a free window to the box that they use assistive uh, technology on the computer. The offer is going to end at some point, but Microsoft has not announced, announced when. Using any kind of assistive technology, guess what? You can actually upgrade your computer to the latest version of Windows 10 for free. So, again, that's what's happening. I wanted to just, you know, let you guys know what's happening with that. I'm not sure when that offer, but I did want to make you aware of, you know, what's going on uh, just so that you can be aware of, um, of that. And again, you have to use a technology as long as you're using any form of that and having it checked. You are all set to get a Windows um, 10 upgrade. And looks um, like the date on this, uh, they, they had said they were going to end it, but then it's kind of like going back and forth. We're not sure when they're going to stop um, giving away um, Windows 10 for free for assistive technology users, but this is something that um, is still available. It looks like it's going to end soon. Uh, probably not going to say that for, for, for Golden, but yes, um, so the general public can get the free If you use assistive technologies, you can still get the free upgrade even after the general public deadline expires. So look at the team for this. Anniversary edition, as you know, they've taken a number of steps to improve the accessibility of Windows 10, things of that nature. So great, um, you have to basically have uh, assistive technology. And um, if you use assistive technology and you're ready for your free Windows 10 upgrade, you just click on the Upgrade Now button, and pretty much that is all you need. Pretty easy and pretty simple, right? Now, I want to explain to you is that you know Windows 10 had lots of issues in the very, very beginning. Now, tonight's show is not about Windows 10, but I just wanted to let you know that there were lots of problems with Windows 10. If you have a computer and it's Windows 7 and you want to upgrade to the Windows 10, let's say you're not able get it for free because you don't use assistive technologies. The legal way of getting it would be to either purchase a Windows uh, 10 upgrade or you can go through a dealer of our like uh, Jmore connection where they can actually and uh, make that pretty easy for you. What I will tell you is that if your computer does not have a lot of drivers installed, the drivers um, very smoothly, you can actually do an in-place upgrade by just going to the Windows operating system, downloading. But what happens is uh, once you do that and you run it, that works a lot of times. Where you have a computer that has a lot of configurations, a lot of specialty information and drivers, and things are not going to like migrate very easily, then it's going to tell you that the Windows 10 has failed and you're going to have to go back to 
your uh, make sure you backed everything up because now you're going to have to go through and delete the partitions, reboot, delete the partitions, create the partitions again, and go ahead and install your Windows um, 10. Incidentally, if you are using more than two terabytes, you have to use the UEFI again next year. So tonight we're going to talk about um, Windows 7. And we're going to talk about personalization first of all, personalization and appearance. So if you don't remember how to get to the control panel, it's really really easy. All you have to do is go right click on that, or you can hit the Windows key button, which will pop up a little place you can type, and you can just type in Control, and it'll come up with Control Panel. You'll see something there. Uh, that actually says appearance and personalization. So let's click on that. So now we have the categories. And we're starting with personalization. So if I click on personalization, it's actually going to give me something called my themes. Okay. Now nothing more than a set of um, backgrounds. Okay. That you can um, you can download them on the computer. And so a theme can work with a Windows custom color. It can work with a certain sound. It can set a certain screen. So when you modify, let's say you chose, like I chose the Windows um, United States theme, Lighthouse. Now I change the sound to Cityscape. It automatically changes it to a modified theme, and it's not my just my United States. Okay. Now you can make your own personations and, and things like that, so that's really easy to do. But let's go here. So here's our theme. So if we want to get more themes, click on Games Online. If we click on that, we're going to get a little box that says Desktop Themes. And they're still available. I don't know how they're going to be still available. Like, for example, if you wanted beaches or panoramic, you could get that. There's another one here for, let's say, uh, Sunday Shores. I'm going to download the 13 images of the sunny shore. So I'm going to click on download right now. I'm going to save uh, my download. As soon as I saved it, I'm just going to go ahead and click on the download. I'm going to basically double click. We're going to install it. And I'm going to put my um, sunny shores right there. And now I have my desktop background, my window are now seashore sounds. And again, it did blank my screensaver, unfortunately. So I can go back there and I can just say whatever I want. But let's go through this, shall we? So I made it Sunny Shores. Very, very easy. Uh, the desktop background slideshow. So if I click on the desktop background slideshow, I can actually see all my 13 different slideshows. Now, I actually can make my own, um, you know, uh, backgrounds as well and save them out if I want to. Do I want to choose to fill the entire screen, fit it to the screen, or what do I want to title it or center it? I'm going to choose still, still the whole screen. Change the pictures every 20 minutes. I want to change them every 5 minutes, every 10 minutes. Uh, maybe I'll set my change every 15 minutes. Okay. I can shuffle them. When using battery power, I'll pause the slideshow to save power. Sure, I can do that. And we'll say save changes. Now, I'm going to click on the sound. So right now, if I click on sounds, it says seashore. So I'm going to click on, like, asterisks. You hear the little bird. If I click on close program, there's nothing. Select critical battery. You get a little bit different. So it's massive. 
corn, okay? Um, so just again, an asterisk down would be has a little more air, that kind of weird sound. D4 beep. Like not, I guess, or whatever. Uh, then we have the device connect sound. Has the water kind of, you know, rushing through the water. The device connect, the water moving away. Device fails to connect. Like a half wind that didn't quite go anywhere. It's a little bit of a eat, okay? Uh, exit windows. A little water peacefully rolling out. Low battery alarm. I mean, I think it's hard to differentiate, to be honest with you, through some of the different ones. So if you don't like that, you can actually go back to Cityscape if you feel more comfortable with that. Okay. But I want to make sure I can keep Seashore for now, so I can do that. All right. So I'll say uh, okay. And let's go to the screen right now set to blank. Now you'll notice something here that says settings. There's no setting options for that. I can choose three text. I can actually choose if I click on settings, that's one that has a customizable option. So I have the option to do time if I wanted to just do time and okay and Okay, not not too great, but some people like that. I can click on settings and I can change it back to custom text and I can say whatever I want. Just computer, just computer, whatever I want. I can change the resolution. I can change the size. I can change the spin type. So if I don't want it to spin, yeah, I want a seesaw. I can go back and preview. Now it's doing more of a seesaw motion. If I come back, maybe I want to change seesaw to wobble. Go back and I can change it to a wobble. And now it's a wobbly, okay? So you can play around with that. Um, I can make it a solid color if I want. Um, and then I can choose my actual texture that I want. In customization, I can choose a solid color. I can do a reflection. Um, again, I can cancel out of that. If I don't want to use 3D text, I can use blank. Okay, so blank doesn't have any options. Blank should bring out. Bubbles. I like the bubbles, to be honest with you. The bubbles is neat because, um, so you just be watching the screen, and all of a sudden, just bubbles just start moving around. And the whole idea, ladies and gentlemen, of a screensaver and it's not to entertain you, even though that's what you might think. It's not here to entertain you. It's actually here for one purpose, and that purpose is to prevent the screen from burning in. Because, you see, when screens were a lot older, they would burn in a lot quicker uh, with the old CRT uh, screen. I don't remember that. That's when we had tubes that were very, very dangerous, and they had to be discharged before you could work on them. Those were the old CRT radio tube screens. And uh, then we went to the uh, LCD and now the LED technology. So we'll talk about the, you know, the, L, uh, the LCD, uh, LED liquid mid diode technology. Very low on emissions, very easy on the eyes. Uh, chance of burning still happens. It's a lot closer to D screen than it would for a fossil screen because, again, it's a little bit different in the way it actually generates the image without working on those um, hearing screensaver works is it actually takes parts of the screen and it starts to just refresh them so that the areas are not stagnant and there's no chance to burn them. Okay. Again, it doesn't happen as quickly on a um, on an LED type screen. 
So bubbles are really nice. And it's kind of neat because you can kind of still see what's going on. So your screen hasn't totally gone to sleep. I like that because, you know, you're just trying to look at something going on. We can actually see what's going on your screen without having to do anything. And then when you move your mouse, they just disappear, right? I Mystify is nice. Mystify is one where you can change the settings on Mystify. You actually have no setting change on Mystify. Mystify allows you to do stuff laser effect. And with Mystify, you actually don't have the ability. You used to in some versions of the Mystify did, you can't change it in Windows 7. So if you click on preview again, it just makes this nice little panoramic of, of um, kind of this um, different, um, if you will, lines in your screen. And you're probably asking me, well, how do these lines get created? And that's a very, very good question. You should notice if you stop it and you come back at it again, you'll notice that you get a different color. It's not the exact same color uh, that you had a couple seconds ago. Um, and also, it's different, right? Well, why is that? And again, I'm not going to bore you with all the engineering details, but we use something called the random number function. And what happens is you use the computer with the random number function to generate certain input data uh, without the user having to do anything, and it's always random. It's great because you can never pattern and it's really cool so it randomizes not only the the, the shape of the actual uh, object but it also randomizes the colors that are chosen i just think that's really cool so that's mystify but again keep in mind if you use mystify i will close your screen to actually so you'll, you'll literally stop your screen from doing everything because it's going to put the mystify all over your whole screen Bubbles, I think it's really cool. And the reason I like bubbles so much is in the middle of 
went to screensaver, well, my screen can still be having the effect of screensaver, but I can still read certain information on my screen because it's all just moving around. I think it's cool because, you know, a lot of times you hit a button and, you know, you want to go back, but you can still actually use your computer, like, looking at it without having to worry about, you know, your screen having to go back again. So I think I think Bubbles is really cool. People don't like Bubbles because they want it to go dark. Now, we we'll talk a bit about the screen to go dark, but if you use certain screensavers, it actually darkens the screen like we talked about. If you use uh, 3Tech or if you use Blank or you use Mystify or Ribbons, it blackens the back of the screen before it actually does uh, the contrasting colors so that you can see it. With bubbles, it doesn't do that. It literally just leaves whatever you've got there, and it just bubbles all over. And incidentally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, bubbles is actually a function. Okay, so bubbles are starting from the left. Now, I'll do it again. They're starting from the left, okay, and then they kind of bounce around. Now, if I stop bubbles and do it again, okay, you always start from the left, okay? So it's not too much randomization going on with this. Uh, just in the left, bottom left corner. If we click on where it says change power settings, we're going to be greeted with something that says energy saving power settings. Whether you're a laptop, I'm using a laptop, or using a PC, um, you'll see different things. So where it says energy saver, I can click on change plan settings. You'll see something that's on Now, this is really important because the stuff on the battery is there to conserve the battery so that if you were using battery mode, it would actually save. Now, on the plugged inside, uh, you'll have different credentials. For example, you have uh, the choices in the display. Battery dimmings. Why? Because the display uses a lot of energy, right? So we want to, we want to dim it. Could we dim it after 10 or 5 hours? Yeah, but it's going to waste our battery. I don't want to do that. Dim, I don't want to dim my screen ever. Some people like the fact that the screen goes dim. I find it annoying. Again, this is a personal on battery five minutes when it's plugged in four hours. I like to watch the screensavers. I, I enjoy them. I especially very relaxing. And it's really nice to just watch that right on the screen. Now put the computer to sleep in ten minutes if it's battery. It's not going to shut my hard drive off. Adjust the plan brightness, I can do that. Uh, on the uh, on the one and one plugged in, change your plan so that um, you can actually set uh, you know what 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 brightness would be if you're going to display. Okay, uh, and that's just what where that option is. Change advanced power settings. If I click on that, this one can go in and make some other changes in here. Like for example, I could click on Internet Explorer, job or time frequency, and I can say on battery, plugged in max performance, I can do that. Uh, max and power saving, max. So again, I don't want to bore you with all these different settings, but like, for example, USB setting. I can go into that when USB is suspended, but it's battery, plugged in, enable it. So again, just a way of consumer, uh, of conserving your power and making sure that you stay very green. which is actually under the, um, the thing we just talked about, um, which is the uh, control panel. And then, again, in control panel, we went to appearance and personalization. And then we went to where it says personalization. But what you're going to notice is when I'm in screensaver, okay, and let's say I get out of screensaver, we're good to go. 
But you'll notice that when I went in the screen saver and I click on change power settings, okay, and then I go into change power settings. So it says control panel, hardware, sound, power, edit plan, we're good, and I can exit out of there. Now, if I say, okay, this thing, get me back to where I was, which is control, appearance, and personalization. So now we just talked about how you can customize it. So I can go to Get More Themes, so I'll click Go Online, and I'll type in the word Waterfall, okay, Waterfall. And I'll search for Waterfall, and there is a possibility that we may not have any waterfalls. Look just right now. Waterfall, waterfalls. Nothing really but unfortunately, I don't see anything. So if I just type water, okay, um, I can go over here to where it says animals, movies, natural wonders. Uh, click on natural wonders, and I can see some of the natural wonders like the aurora borealis. There's lots of great ones here. I mean, it's just it's really fascinating. Um, then there's one called branded themes. Okay, then you have ones for games. I like the one about natural wonders. I think that's really cool. Like the Australian landscapes, which is panoramic, the beauty of, of Britain, beauty of Britain 2, uh, blue water, clouds, community showcase. Just for 
incorporate the color. We can change the the display settings. Okay, or we can actually change our resolutions. There's one way to get to things, but this is just one place. Change display settings. Connect to a projector if I want to connect to a projector. Um, for example, the DP is a hotkey for getting to that. Set custom text DPI so I can actually set the percentage of the normal size 100% to 200. I can nine point change and then I can scale to the percentage of the normal. And then I also use Windows XP style DPI if I prefer. A lot of people do because they're used to that. Uh, I also can adjust the clear type. So clear type is software technology by Microsoft that was designed the readability of text on existing LCDs um, and LED screens. So the great thing about that is have it turned on and make reading very easy, very sharp, very fluid. And with the clear type font technology, the words on your screen look almost sharp, clear as not a paper. So that's really cool. You should definitely have that turned on. And I know, Brian, it is time for us to go to our first break, isn't it? Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you stay right where you are because I'll be right back after this short break. Have data that needs to be destroyed? Don't take a chance. Let the experts at the Jmore Connection completely destroy and eliminate your data. For over 15 years, Jmore has been helping companies all over New Jersey with data security, destruction, and IT needs. Call 877-767-5667. Jmore meets federally mandated data disposal policy. Call 877-767-5667 now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And I understand that uh, our town, actually, Franklin Lakes, just had a I understand they do, a lot of towns do this, um, you know, at least annually. And Franklin Lakes did it on uh, October 15th. It's a great event. You can come to it. It's free, and you can bring your paper and, and stuff like that. That's um, not meant to be anything where you're doing an event where you can destroy paper, things like that. And it's perfect, and it's usually cleaned with tax time or any items, so it's perfect. And, um, you know, it's, it's great that they did that, and I understand a lot of communities are doing that. I understand some banks actually have what they call shredding and start doing So every weekend, um, one bank from this particular chain is doing a shredding. So by metropolitan area, and uh, although every branch may not have it, but they try to have one very close to that area, so it's very easy to do. And it's a great benefit because we've talked about this before, ladies and gentlemen. If you were to take information that you received at home, just had your name on it. And I had some other information on it, and you were to take that information and you were to just rip it up and throw it into your garbage. Well, it wouldn't take very long for an unscrupulous person to take that out of the garbage and just piece back those six or seven roots you did and do things that wouldn't be too nice uh, to your uh, credibility and to your that's what they'd want to do. They don't want to steal your identity. So that's important. And remember, I've talked about this before on a lot of other shows, is that you want to make sure that you have a micro-cut um, cross-fed shredder because that's going to give you – it's the most expensive, but it's going to give you not only a very – it's going to give you the most 
a densest cut that is out there. So, for example, if we talk about threading, uh, it's one line. If we talk about um, cross threading, it goes through across one time. So it's kind of like it shreds once and it shreds twice. You're like cross thread. It actually divides it into even more pieces. So think of it like um, think of it like a steak. Okay, most people their steak maybe into one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, that would be shredding. Then if you cut it one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you were to just write one, two times left and right that way, that would be known as um, as basically cross threading. So multi threading is when you do um, shredding where you actually would be going through one, two, three, four, five, six down, and then one, two, three, four, five, six. But instead of it just being that, it would actually dice it more. So it would be like little tiny, fine little pieces um, that would be small. And again, the harder, the more cuts and the more pieces, just like with a puzzle, let's think of it like this way. Uh, most puzzles um, range between, uh, easy puzzles are between usually 50 to 150 pieces. Harder puzzles are usually between 150 uh, to like 500 and then the larger jigsaw puzzles can be anywhere. Usually they start from like uh, 300 to five, 300 to 1,000. And sometimes these are the puzzles that, you know, you don't do them night. They take a while and you feel to mount It's usually after you've accomplished this, you want to mount it and put it up on the wall and show everybody, you know, what you did, that you, all your family, because usually it's not just the puzzle, but it's the whole experience. And I think uh, we talk about this a lot. Again, in the show, you never know what you're going to learn. And it's not just about, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, uh, like I said to you, you know, accomplishing something, which in the case of, you know, it's the actual experience that you, your friends, family have had, and you exchange with each other. And when you look at accomplishment, what you've done, it's pretty amazing, you know, and um, they're great bonding experiences. And uh, that's why, you know, uh, sometimes there's a lot of frustration and argument with puzzles. Um, I know we're getting a little off topic, but the bottom line is that when you create something, you should have a CrossFit, multi-CrossFit shredder. And if you have a multi-CrossFit shredder, then um, you are good to go, and you make sure that you have the best, um, that you have the best, um, let's say the least going back and trying to uh, piece that information, you know, back together again. So a multi-cross shredder is, uh, is actually a very, very good shredder. Again, cross-fit shredders uh, do, cost, um, do cost more money, but again, you kind of pay for what you, what you pay for. And, uh, you know, the labs have done tests on this. Uh, you know, whoever you're looking at, and I'm not going to mention different names today, but again, you know, when you think about the differences between uh, regular shredders, uh, just giving you, so you're looking at paper, you're looking at what it can handle, but just shredding is one way, just the one line, okay? And then to cross shred, um, it actually just puts the line the other way, but then cross cut, uh, actually, the most important thing is we get the most. Cut. So a multi a multi cross cut shredder is definitely going to be what you want. And uh, there are a lot of shredders out there uh, that have 
these, you know, pretty reasonably uh, priced. And, you know, it, it's something I think everybody buy a shredder for 50 or 20 dollars and and you get what you're paying for i'll be honest with you you get what you pay for uh, the, the cross-cut shredders aren't the way to go um but if you just go buying one of these very basic shredders and your shredder wasn't at least two to four dollars well i can tell you that your identity uh is probably going to be stolen pretty easily if you don't have one of those protection services because uh, let's face it they don't breathe on this stuff i mean it, it's not fair uh, what they do, and yes, they're all against it, but the time it happens, it takes so long, and look at all the effort that you now have to go through to actually get yourself back online because you're going to be stolen or something like that, so pain and frustration. And, you know, uh, what are we talking difference? We're talking from you buying a letter that might be That shredder is going to last you a while. And if you want to think about a good shredder, you know, say shredder was, it was $350. Okay, so $350, if we just did some simple math on that, $350 divided by uh, 52 weeks in a year, okay, uh, that comes down to $6.73 a week. If we break that down to seven days, that means it's costing you less than 96 that's less than a cup of coffee, less than um, so many things. I mean, it, it's less than than a lot of stuff out there. And you know, for less than a dollar a day, you can have protection from all this unscrupulous activity that could be happening, and you may not even learn about it. What's too and that's my soapbox on that. But it's really, really important that you get yourself a good shredder, please just don't go out there and buy those those things. It's $14.95. It's going to break. It's going to shred it. You could do better with a scissor than that thing could do, and it's going to break. Okay. So I'm not here to promote certain names. I mean, you could do the research and find out that there's a couple great companies out there. Do your research. And I know we got several from there, and they're really good values. And a lot of these superstores actually have great warranty um, that something goes wrong. You know, a lot of them say they'll give you 30 days or 90 days or whatever it is. But if something goes wrong in a year, they're probably going to take it back. So, again, you know, you're investing $350 on a shredder or by the time you pay tax and everything. And now, I just did the math for you, ladies and gentlemen. I did it for you for a year. Let's just say say that you have – it's 52 weeks here. But let's just say your budget for this shredder is two years, okay? So you're looking at 104 weeks. So if we take 350, okay, and we divide that by 104 weeks, because let's just say you budgeted out for two years – it's going to cost you less than $3.36, okay? Less than that. $3.36 a week. We divide that by seven, okay? It's costing you less than a toll on the parkway. I mean, it, it's 48 cents. So most people, you could put on a credit card, and you obviously could see that if you even had to pay in a lawyer fee, 
cost you a lot more than $350. Okay? Just to get a letter might be That's not even going to court. So again, just giving you some ideas and trying to let you see that the numbers make sense. Whether you're doing it on a two-year or you're doing it on a one-year plan, 48 cents, 96, 96, 98 cents. And if you tell me that it doesn't make sense, I guess I'd have to ask you a question. And the question I'd have to ask you is, what is your personal identity worth to you? And if you tell me that it's not worth anything, well, then I have to ask you to re-examine your priorities. I can't tell you what to do. But what I can tell you is that it would not be a smart decision based on the statistics. I'm not here to tell anyone, but I can tell you that if you don't have a shredder or at least have access to one, or a place that does this type of shredding, you're going to eventually get But trust me, it's going to happen because your patterns are actually going to keep happening. And when the person arises, not if they arise, it's when they arise. So you have to make sure that you take these precautions, okay? So uh, enough about the uh, the shredder there. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's what we always get those, those questions and those calls when we start commercial about data destruction. You know, it's not so much talking about what we do with data destruction, but it's making sure you understand what you can do yourself for data destruction besides just PC um, components and stuff like that. So we have something here called desktop gadgets. So under desktop gadgets, it's really cool. Click on that. And we have something called calendar that blocks the CPU meter. Currency, feed headlines, picture puzzle. So I can click on one of these and I literally can put that gadget, okay, right on my desktop. Very, very easy. Uh, very, very simple. I can pick different pictures. So what happens is you see the picture and then you have to try to move the thing around to meet the picture. So I think that's kind of cool. I'm just going to close that. Um, it can connect to the currency service that's available. If you have a slideshow of certain things, you can actually show those slides. Your live are very similar to the way we did for the uh, screensaver um, for the um, screensaver slideshow. Then we have something here called the CPU meter, and that's kind of handy. It just shows you our current CPU usage. You can tell us what CPU usage is, and over here you can tell us what the RAM, random access memory is, and what the what the meter is for that. So again, um, that's where we have it. Windows 10, what they have, there's some called live tiles, and we'll talk more about that next year when we get into Windows 10. But this has been around for a while. This is around Windows 8. People liked it. Both like the concept of the weather, so you can click on the weather, put that on your desktop, and you could literally set up your weather and, and you know, go right in there and pick, you know, what your current location is and, you know, make it very, very easy. Um, Windows Media, you can click on Windows Media, and you can have your Windows Media Player uh, right there, and you know have that right as, as a little gadget. So uh, this is gadgets. Uh, again, they're kind of going away. Tiles and apps. But again, we'll, we'll talk more about that. So that's uh, that's all the says in the in the in gadgets. So now let's look at the taskbar and start making. And it looks like. Uh, we have an, another break. So let's go take that quick break and I'll be right back after this short one. Okay. 
than data destruction. The J. Moore Connection should be your direction. Engineer technology to grow your business. Our custom solutions are at your service. J.M.O.R. should be your direction. The J. Moore Connection. when it comes to any of those needs, technology, PC destruction, data destruction, computer service support, JMore Connection is the direction. It's the right direction. Remember, at the JMore Connection, we just don't play like the superstars. We technology problems right the first time. So uh, getting back to our tomorrow's during this show, it just kind of flies by. Taskbar and start menu. So if we click on that, uh, again, we can open up where I can control are things like lock the taskbar. If I lock the taskbar, that means I can't add or remove anything from it. Do I want the taskbar? If I check, then the taskbar auto hides when I move away from it. Do I want to use small icons? Taskbar location of the screen. Should it be at the bottom, the left, the right, the top? And you can make it very easy. Uh, so people can actually drag it from top to bottom, but you can also come here and just click it if you find it hard to drag the taskbar uh, to where you want it. Taskbar buttons, always combine and hide labels. Combine when taskbar is full or never combine. What does that mean? Let's say you add a open Firefox, the browser, or in Microsoft Word, and you open the document. And now you're in a document. See if um, Firefox um, browser page is open. Well, what it would do is it would combine them under one thing. You combine them and show them as three separate. So it's obviously better to combine. Okay. Uh, customize which icons and notifications appear. Notification click customize, and you can just take your show icon notification, um, hide icon and notification, or only show notification. Again, very very easy, very simple. default icon behaviors and everything is uh, good to go. What does it mean by only show notifications? Well, in the bottom bar, it will only show you in the notification of that particular program. If I say hide icon notifications, it won't show us anything. If I say show icon notifications, it will show the icon even if there's no notification. So in the printer, it would show the icon all the time if I was choosing that. Uh, again, very, very easy start to show up the power button action, what should I do? Shut down, I can also customize the links, okay, and if you actually choose the option here that says link, when I click on it, I only have to give it one click. If I do it as a menu, then I have a menu drop down, okay, and I can do this for computer, for control panel, um, and you can play around with that, but notice it has the same options for every single one. Now, for example, there's one that says recorded TV. I have to display this. You can display it as a link and just click it, display it as a menu item, or don't display it at all. Number of recent programs to display, number of recent items to display, okay? So, again, very easy and very, very simple. Let's jump because a lot of people don't realize what ease of access does. So we have the magnifier that we can actually click on, and we move the icon around to a magnifying glass and letting us blow up that part of the screen. 
We have the on on keyboard. I can click on that, and that give me a nice on-screen keyboard. This is really handy uh, for use in like offices where maybe uh, somebody needs to work on the computer, or maybe computer not used all the time, but you need a keyboard. You just have the mouse, so you have to just log in with a password or something, but you don't have a keyboard because maybe it's so you can do that as well. Um, that's the on-screen keyboard. The narrator. If you start the narrator, what that will do is it will read whatever's in the box that you pull up. Very easy, very, very simple, and that's all part of um, of Windows 7. Set up high contrast so that you can reverse black and the white so you can get high contrast colors. So this way it really appears to your eyes. Uh, again, all part of the ease of access or handicap, more debatable features. Um, the uh, other things, we've got things like explore settings. Use the computer without a display. We can optimize it for blind people. Uh, we make the computer easier to see and optimize for visual shortcuts. So it can take care of the things at the top and combine the right ones that are most useful for these types of situations. Use the computer with a mouse or keyboard as an input device. Okay? Um, so that can be done such as if you were using, um, let's say, a uh, microphone only. And again, it takes a little practice, but that can be set up. Make the mouse easier to use. Adjust settings for the mouse or the pointer, such as the speed, Adjust settings for the keyboard or use text or visual alternatives for sound. So let's say there's going to be a beat to alert you, a little box with an alert to get you to recognize it instead of a sound happening. Okay? Uh, for somebody that's deaf, that's perfect. Make it easier. Again, very, very easy and very, very simple. Now, when we think about Windows 7 and, you know, where they were going with it, and I guess the main point was to make things easier. When we get talk about Windows 10, which we will in a few months, Windows 10, I would say it was designed supposed to be easier about and 
and what I had was actually better than what they were trying to give me. So a lot of times, the graph teams on the other side because that's how the person painted out to you. But really, that's doing a disservice. And I think I've said this to you many times before. Being an engineer, also wearing a sales hat many times, it's really important that we earn our clients' trust. You know, it, 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 you can lose trust very, very quickly. And it's a long time to build it. And we value that. If I manipulate you, then I haven't really done anything good for you. And not only that, you're going to become unhappy with me. You're going to want to leave us because I haven't actually given you value. Our best value is to educate you. And educate consumers are our best client. Okay? Because they understand what's going on. We're happy to educate people. But people that already know the technology or learn from us find it very easy to find us from other people. When you go to someone, whatever the discipline is, and I'm not going to talk computers or other water coolers, and you have somebody come over and they say, well, gee, this is what you need. But then when you start to challenge them, ask questions, they challenge us and say, gee, well, you know, why aren't we doing it that way? That's an excellent question. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me explain why that wouldn't make sense. Because there is no dumb question, right, ladies and gentlemen? And I think it's all about how you handle things and how you actually work with people. Because even for the people, that's great. But the truth of the matter is when push comes to shove, somebody asks you a question and you say for the people and you knock that question off, you're not for the people. You're not for that business. You're for your pocket. And I think that's what makes challenging because there's so many people out there trying to sell black boxes or white boxes. And what they do is not really add value. They just tell you this is what we need to do. And there were a lot of companies out there that do. Again, IT technology, it's very important to understand, first of all, what your problem is, what your challenge is. kitchens, appliance, you need to understand what your challenge is and then what do you have now and what do you want to change? What do you need to get from point A to point B? Because what you're going to find is that when you challenge these salespeople or you ask them any little question, okay, they're trying to do this great big favor. You know something? If the solution doesn't work out, there's no harm in me shaking your hand and saying thank you for your time. This is not a match for you. Can't help you, or based on what you said, this isn't going to work for you. And I'd rather be upfront and tell you that than to lead you down this well-getting path and say, well, that's not what you need. I want to explain to you why you need that. Now, you can also disagree with me and say, I do something else, and that is your choice. But as professionals in this industry, we have an obligation, okay? And do, not because it is our obligation, but because we want to set forth what it is that you really need. And I think a lot of, like I said, salespeople, they get annoyed because they get challenged, and because they get challenged, they get all defensive, like, oh, I don't care what you do, you know, I don't care what you think about. But they really didn't research what you needed. They just flipped the coin because they were doing the same and I think in life, people 
are what drives business. And it's time to understand people and know what they want and build that relationship, okay? There's something called a facade, and there's something called a true relationship. In life, to others, partners, business, you have to make sure that you build a stable relationship. And once you do that, then the trust doors open. If you do need to break the trust, well, then the trust may have to be repaired. But you have to understand that a lot of salespeople out there are doing what's best for them. And that's why when we come out and we say, well, gee, this makes sense for you. People are like, huh? It's less profit for us, but it's a solution that makes the most sense for you. And that's why we've been in business now well over 23 years. And again, our, our mother, our tech book show, we really want to do what's best for our clients and help them understand what the right choices are. This has been a great show. Have a wonderful rest of the week. I'm John Morley, and I got to get going. Catch us next week on Game More Tech Talk Show. See you next Monday. Have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen. From all of us at the Jay Moore Connection Incorporated, we'd like to thank you for listening tonight and invite you to join us again next Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tell your friends and associates about the Jay Moore Radio Show and call in live. Be sure to call us early next time so you can get on air too. The Jay Moore Connection, we're engineering technology to grow your business, and you can chat with us right now at jmor.com or call us at 800-208-5155. Thanks so much for stopping by, and have a great night. Good night, everyone. Have a great night.